Is that what I am in this scenario? Mm, I feel like if you made that many cookies, less would get out to the children. Fewer. 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 Not less. Yeah. You critique me a lot of my fewer and less. Yeah. That it's, bothers me way more than poison and venomous. Poison and venomous. Poisonous and venomous? Yes. Uh, that I can take the critique. Mm-hmm. Uh, less and few. Don't, don't care for that one. You don't care for English? No. <laughs> that one I don't think is as big of a deal. Not really my forte. Forte is Italian. Not English. Hmm. Must be Italian. <laughs> yeah, you look Italian. Uh, what's up, bro? Uh, so I walked into your home and your wife asked me, how's your mom doing? And your one of your children was present, so I couldn't say what I wanted to say, which is better than Russ's mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, friend of the podcast, also my mother. Um, she had a heart attack on Tuesday. That's why the podcast went up a couple hours late. Um, but she's doing good. She's at home. Everything's good. Um, hopefully she will quit smoking because the doctor said that was maybe the biggest factor. Yeah, I was going to, that was the big one that they said. They, they always wonder if they pick something or like, let's figure out a flaw yeah. of this individual and that's what you got to <laughs> fix. Well, she also, she also has diabetes and she's been trying to correct it with, uh, changing her diet and she's done really well. She's lost a lot of weight. She's not at her, her goal yet. Um, but the whole time she's been smoking and, uh, the doctor basically said, Diabetes plus smoking is like throwing gasoline on a heart attack fire. So, uh, I'm happy everything's good. Is yeah, she? Me too. She's ready to do the smoking thing. I have no idea. Uh, I figure I'll give her a few weeks before I go back into nagging sun. I was gonna see. I was gonna say. So right now you're supportive and like you. Yeah. yeah whatever been, you need. You want to light that for you? No problem. <laughs> she's been smoking since she was twelve. Yeah. And I've been trying to get her to quit since I was like four. I remember like being, I, I don't know if she told this story on the podcast, but I remember being really super young and uh, finding a pack of cigarettes in her purse, like brand new, uh, I think just open. So there were like 19 cigarettes in there and breaking it in half mm-hmm. and her like being super pissed off at me, Yeah, but then crying because we also were poor and so she couldn't have cigarettes. Um, she figured out a way to get them, didn't she? I mean, she continued smoking, but yes. she just had to go without for a day or two. Yeah. I, uh, as a, another child of a smoker, mm-hmm. I feel like there's things that, like when you leave the house, you have your keys, you, your mom has purse. Oh, I, make sure you grab my cigarettes. Like she always had like this little leather little case in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's a whole industry that doesn't, I don't feel like exists anymore. Like right. that was like a, a very nineties thing. Like you had the little leather case with the snap and then mm-hmm. it looked she- like a big, tall coin purse. Mm-hmm. It did it. My, my, my mom had one. Um, it was like the big, tall coin purse. And then it had like another thing on front that like came and like folded up and snapped on mm-hmm. and that like held the lighter and stuff. Yep. Held the lighter. And that's always where like $22 in cash <laughs> and the driver's license was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
It was like the mini version of the purse, mm-hmm. right? That was like the mom wallet. Yeah. Those are like uh, faux leather, way too thick iPhone cases now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a very, that's part of my childhood that my parent and my kids don't experience mm-hmm. at all. Uh, and I get like, so you said she smoked since she was 12. Mm-hmm. I totally get how that's a thing yeah. for our parents to start smoking. I still can't wrap my mind around how our peers start smoking. Anyone right. younger than us. Because I mean, the sixties, you know, the fifties were when it was real big, like doctors smoked and everything. The sixties that you were trying to kind of get over that. Um, but it probably wasn't until the seventies or eighties that, Smoking is bad, sort of coming to the fore. Yeah. I mean, you and I both remember going to McDonald's and having people like, oh, yeah, like that was not a thing. Yeah, so. you had non smoking sections mm-hmm. in like the fancier restaurants, like your Pizza Huts. Yeah, we watched Mrs. Doubtfire with my kids, and they were like, you know, there's a big scene about smoking or non smoking sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my kids are like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, watch your language, you little bastard. <laughs> so, nope, it's that's good. It sounds like things are. Yeah, way better than they could have been. So, in much better news, yes. Uh, since we have last spoken, I have installed internet light bulbs into my bedroom. Yeah, and they are amazing. So, do they connect to the TV? So, like, no, th- I don't have a TV in my bedroom. No. Uh, well, I mean, I do, but it's just like a shitty one that, like. So, what is the point then? The point is, so I'm in my living room and I'm like, it is bedtime. Uh, I'm going to go to bed rather than turn on my, uh, flashlight on my phone and then take it, carry it into the bedroom and awkwardly place it on the bed and everything or whatever. Uh, I can just say like Alexa or Siri or Google, whatever, turn on my bedroom lights, or I can pull up an app on my phone and turn on my bedroom lights and I can do the same to turn them off. Um, but also, they I can put them in any color in the rainbow and dim them from 1% to 100%. Uh, they're amazing. They're $50 light bulbs, and they're worth every penny. I cannot find myself at all using that <laughs> enough to justify that in the slightest. Yeah, and so like I can just be like, uh, you know, Siri, good night, and then turn off the light. That doesn't sound it's cool don't get me wrong mm-hmm. can't imagine that it's worth <laughs> the, like how often i would use it i yeah i've been using them for the week <coughs> oh jesus you just died off mic ah i imagine i picked it up didn't didn't spike it though so that's good yeah um yeah so my week not as traumatic as yours but uh so like, but here I'm gonna try to top it. Oh, I'm not topping. I'm yeah. just talking. I know. Uh, so, la- so last week, uh, like like a year ago, my foot like really started bothering me. So I self-diagnosed myself with plantar fasciitis. Okay, plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Do you know what that is, right? Yeah. So for those that don't, it's basically like a constant Charlie horse in the bottom of your foot, right? Like something's wrong with a tendon or whatever in the bottom of your foot, and it's all fucked up. So. Uh, like I bought a little booty and wore it for a few days a year ago, all is well in the world. In my mind, it was like having a cold, right? Like I had this problem, the problem has resolved itself. It's done. Mm-hmm. So late last week, 
uh, or no, throughout the week last week, I'd wake up, like my foot hurt a little bit. I kind of stretch it out and half hour, hour into my day, I didn't think about it again uh, until Friday. And then all weekend, I was like fucking dying. My foot is in very, very bad shape. I went to the store on Saturday. I mowed on Sunday. That's all I did. Uh, then we had planned as a family to go to Kings Island on Monday. Mm-hmm. So like literally there was a point when I was debating either having somebody fill in his dad for me or just my wife and older son go or something. But I was like, I got to go. And I was even debating as hard as getting like a scooter there or something. Cause <laughs> it's not good, dude. Going around in a hover around. Um, Fat guy in a hover around. That's yeah. Real, exa- that looks real good. I, that's the part of it though. For sure. Is like, I think if I were a thin guy, I might've been more apt to do mm-hmm. it. But I couldn't, ju- I couldn't do the fat guy in the hover round yeah. with my foot hurting, which is not a weight problem, by the way. It it's a perception no- problem. <laughs> What's that? It's, it's a, it's a perception, like a, a self-image problem. Well, no, I meant my foot isn't a weight problem. Oh, but okay. if gotcha. I'm like, I need to borrow one of your scooters because my foot hurts, <laughs> they're gonna be like, it's the gout, got diabetes, I assume. The chubbies, the rich man's disease. Um, (laughs) so so I fucking hobbled around Kings Island all day. Kid ends up getting puking at Kings Island and stuff. What happened to said booty? Um, well, okay, so the booty isn't one that you wear continuously, like you just wear it at night, and the booty stretches it back. Okay, so the whole idea is, is like it's constantly trying to constrict your foot down. Okay. Okay. So to pull your, if you're trying to make your toes touch your heel down, that's what the problem is. So it hurts. So this little booty at night does the opposite where it pulls your toes towards your shin. Okay. So it's stretching the opposite way. It's Um, like a shoehorn for your foot. It's exactly what it is. Yep. Um, And I hadn't worn it. I hadn't done that until Friday night. So Friday, Saturday was the first nights that I did it. Uh, So that blew. Uh, so finally I'm going back to work Tuesday and I'm like, I gotta go. So I went to an orthopedic walk-in place, Mm -hmm. orthopedic urgent care. And I was like, look, wait, we have orthopedic urgent care. Yeah. There's two of them here. The two main hospitals here. They each have a competing one. Huh? All right then. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) that's fascinating. They had wonderful hours too. 7am is when they opened. For walk-ins for orthopedic care. Yeah. I was like, so you this can is get there and then get to work. This is delightful. Uh, until I got there and I was like, I, I made a mistake because I said, Hey, so I self-diagnosed myself with this a year ago. Um, get in the WebMD line. <laughs> but here's the thing. I feel like he, I should have not played my hand mm-hmm. because I felt like I planted that seed in his head, the doctor and he was immediately like, well, this guy obviously knows what he's talking about, so oh, I'm not. the opposite of yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, was exactly. Happen. That's not good. Uh, I would say go to the competing one. So <laughs> that would be my recommendation in the future. So I have to, I mean, he poked around or whatever, but he said, yeah, that's really what, that's what it is or whatever. So either I'm great at my medical skills uh, or he is lazy and just took whatever I threw at him. Mm-hmm. But I was like, so you're telling, he told me to wear the booty and do these stretches basically. And he's like, yeah, and you should be seeing some results in a couple weeks. And I was like, you don't understand. This is horrific. Like, I am hobbling. <laughs> I need some results 
today. Like I looked, look, I know how to, I will use the internet. It says you can do cortisone shots and it will help. And this is at the hospital. And he's mm-hmm. like scoffs at me like, well, I, I can't do that here. Like, this is literally a hospital. You pull people's organs out. They do heart transplants here. I don't think they do that in the orthopedic, orthopedic <laughs> urgent care. Orthopedic. But, but, uh, it's the British way you say it. So uh, the short version of that is, uh, yeah, I got handed a sheet on how to do stretches and have just been fucked all week. Like, it's been nice. a rough week for me. How's the booty sitch? Uh I wear it when I sleep, but yeah. So if you guys want to vote on who has the more depressing story, <laughs> I'll be creating an online poll. Friend of heart the attack, show, my mom. A heart attack. Versus friend of the show, Russ's stupid foot. Okay, to be fair, it is the worst thing ever, too, because, because not your mom, my foot. Because, <laughs> because... It's so dumb. There's not actually an injury. It's not like they're like, oh, you got into a car accident and broke your leg. It's yeah. like, oh, your muscles don't know how to work. Yeah, that must really hurt. Your foot Shut felt the like fuck stop up. being a foot. Yes, exactly. There's no, <laughs> like I have no injury. There's no illness per se. It's it's ju- the, the only symptom is pain. So there's there, the, the sympathy factor there is nil for everyone. Yeah. Like I would much rather have have slammed my foot into a car door or something and broke it uh so when uh when my mom um went to the hospital uh my stepdad called my grandmother english was weird i had to say my a lot to get to there i always forget that you have a stepdad yeah but i think I also feel like I know it's technically accurate, mm-hmm. but I feel like stepdad is a childhood thing. Yeah, like I, I feel that. like you didn't have a child, you didn't have a stepdad until your thirties. Right. Yes, it's your stepdad, but I think the connotations are different. It's more mm-hmm. like that's your mom's husband mm-hmm. as opposed to your stepdad. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, like stepdad implies like I don't know what relationship you guys have, but I don't imagine you're playing catch or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? I like just feel like the the. When I explain it to anybody who doesn't know me at, like, my family at all, it's my stepdad. And then the moment I feel like they have even the most basic understanding of my family, it's just my mom and Stu, like, for all eternity. Sure. Because uh, you just Stu. Uh, so, he called my grandma, and she lives with my aunt. Again, had to say my. Uh, And my grandmother is uh, most of the time in a wheelchair. She has um, problems with her knees and and such. So they basically put her in the wheelchair and moved out. And my aunt wheeled my grandmother into a door and and, broke her finger, basically. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's horrific. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, we're at the hospital and like waiting on, like we knew everything was going to be fine, but we were waiting on, on everything still in the waiting room and she wheels her in and they tell her, tell us the story and I'm like, well, maybe you should be like going into some x-rays or something. Oh, so they didn't get seen? No. Well, she, she I guess she my, wants my to check on My grandmother had a heart attack last year yeah. and didn't want anybody to call like 911 or anything. She was like, I'm fine. It's acid reflux. Uh, 
it wasn't fine. She had a, a pretty big heart attack. But yeah, she's like, <laughs> we heard a crunch, and it was either the door or my finger. And my aunt went, "It was your finger. That wasn't the door." <laughs> this searing pain should be yeah. a dead giveaway. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is my pain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. So did she ever get the finger checked out? I have no idea. I'm gonna <laughs> assume not. Uh, it was starting to turn black and blue and didn't look great uh, last I saw. I've got a friend whose wife is like a, a in-home nurse and she's told story multiple stories about like people's toes falling off. Like she'll like Ugh. pull off people's like bandages on their feet or something and a toe comes off with it or they're like, uh, she's like, where's your toe? Oh yeah, that fell off Tuesday. I was going to wait and talk to you about that. I put it over here in a jar of milk to save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> can reattach it that way um i need to delete that because that's i've always thought that was a funny joke that i want to put into a movie at some point or something or something that we do <laughs> that somebody has like a toe and uh, a glass of milk yeah or somebody chops a door off, or a finger off or something in a door and then they stick it in a jar of milk and rush to the hospital i think that's a funny bit yeah yeah i think a dinosaur taught me that i don't get that oh i do the have a vague recollection yeah because the little cartoon dinosaur yeah. is like skateboarding and his tooth pops out and he tells you to put it in a jar of milk or a glass of milk. Yep. I have that vague recollection, yeah. You're welcome. That's a memory that you just drudged I up just, there. I fucking pulled it out of your brain. Is that still a thing? Is that still what you're supposed to do? I assume so, yeah. I assume so too, but I don't feel like... I think of, I think like of any other part of your body, you pack it in ice. I want to... Or walk. you don't pack it in ice. You surround it by like ice, but you... You don't let it contact ice or water or anything. Uh, I don't. I just had this epiphany. I want to watch our elementary school uh, guidance counselor videos and see how wrong they are. Like ones that we watch? Yes. Okay. Like I want to see how much it has changed. I don't remember like a lot of them. I don't remember a lot of them either, but I feel... Like, we are old enough that there is definitely changes oh, in the culture. Definitely. Like, that's the first, that's the only time I ever saw laser discs is our guidance counselor, the 100 year old guidance counselor coming into the elementary school room with the laser discs. Hmm. And I feel watching like we videos. watched in history class, we watched, uh, it was Night, of, was Night of the Living Dead. No, it was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. We watched that on laser disc. I don't know why we watched Invasion of Body Snatchers for history class, but <laughs> our teacher was a cool hippie. So I do remember that, yeah. Well, it was, it's all about communism and stuff. Yeah. He was also a cool hippie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I had one. It was a story, and now laser it's gone. Discs? It was before laser discs. Okay. Milk? don't remember i think it was before milk did you start it on your grandma what was right before grandma's finger uh i don't remember hmm. you're the been... one like with the recording that you could go back and listen to yeah it's not that important we'll just talk about what we were going to talk about more <laughs> it makes for good <laughs> good shoes Woo. um Ready to start on Friday the 13th, part five? Sure. Uh, like, literally, as I was pulling up here, 
I was thinking about kind of going over like what what am I going to talk about for the movies and everything, and I was like, "Fuck!" I just figured out its theme. You just, <laughs> just now? Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't like I I got it. I got it for both movies, but I didn't put it together. Yeah, that's the theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd economics for businesses mm-hmm. is my theme. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the more that I I'm so excited to talk about both of those things in this. But I figured out that's my sub theme is like just very much trying to really dive in. Like I need to balance the books for both of these places in these movies where they're centered. Uh, Cause I've got so many financial questions about how to make these things work. Okay. That's my theme. Okay. What did you think the theme was? Ooh, I thought it was <laughs> movies and slasher franchises that don't star the, the guy. Yeah. And then immediately we're like, Oh shit, nobody liked this. We need to go back to the guy. Uh, that is that actually makes sense now that you're saying that. Can we still talk about my economics? But I feel like you're you might be onto something. Sure. Did that actually, honestly not play into it at all? No, that's a hundred percent. Okay, good. Yeah, no, that was a hundred percent. Because I I believe you when you say like I would believe you if someone said that was a complete coincidence on your part. <laughs> no. And all you wanted to talk about was the were was, stupid businesses. Uh, it seems like we always come up with something like that. But I think my favorite was Dagon and. Uh, uh, Lair of the White Worm, mm-hmm. but they both ended with a worm-like creature with a naked a woman hanging over above a, a pit. Over, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was pretty impressive, oh, actually. Yeah. Um, Friday Five. Give me a synopsis. Uh, Jason Tommy. kills people. You're no, welcome. No, not Jason kills people. Uh, Tommy uh, has grown up and is crazy, kind of, and he goes to a halfway house. And somebody starts killing people. Good. Overall thoughts. Uh, so I was reading through the trivia, and it answered some questions that I have. But overall, it was very much like, uh, okay. <laughs> Which is probably my, my <laughs> the full-on thoughts and like if you were gonna say everything that i'm about to say Mm -hmm. and sum it up into one thought that that was it okay uh okay yeah (laughs) good uh so we open with a grave robbing scene you got jason Mm -hmm. Voorhees' grave yes and two teenagers think it's hilarious to dig him up Mm -hmm. now is and Corey feldman and Corey feldman is watching in the rain Yes. It was grave robbing really big in the 80s or was it really big in the movies? Because I feel like that's a very 80s thing. There's a lot of grave robbing going on in movies. I mean, we want I feel like one of the few grave robbing movies we've watched was made in the 50s or 40s, 40s. That's true. The William Castle movie. That's true. Mr. Sardonicus. I feel like it's always been a thing, man. Yeah. Grave robbing is a big part of Dracula mythology. Obviously, Frankenstein. Yeah. So the whole Universal from the 30s and 40s. Yeah, I guess you're right. Grave robbing is just popular, and you need to accept it. <laughs> it's, I've never been hip. <laughs> There's an app for that, like Fresh Graves. What? Fresh oh, Graves. Oh, Fresh Graves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still, left or it's right. got to be still a thing, right? I mean, if you bury valuables, people are going to try yeah. to get them. Or people just want to fuck a fresh corpse. Yeah. Okay. I feel like they would just become morgue attendants. I 
concede. <laughs> my, my point, apparently. Uh, so uh, Jason obviously uh, pops up. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then you get the world's longest. He was buried with his machete, apparently. <laughs> yes, and wearing his <laughs> hockey mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you have the longest gasping scene ever where Jason stands over Corey Feldman. And for a solid 20 seconds, Corey Feldman just gasps yeah. over and over. He's like 100 feet away, slowly walking towards him. Yes. And he's like, he, he, It's he, the he, slasher he. equivalent of Austin Powers when the like steamroller's coming towards him at like yes. one mile an hour. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you read the trivia for this movie? No, no. That was shot in Corey Feldman's backyard. I think I did know that, though, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently he... Uh, they wanted him to come back. The whole story revolved around him coming back. And uh, he was like, dude, I'm doing Goonies. And so they they aged him up. Uh, yeah. It obviously worked. he chose correctly. But yeah. I still feel like if he could have, like that could be totally different. Because there's, yeah. I don't know if you know this, there's a Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Oh, okay. So this is part two. You got one more Tommy Jarvis in you. Is it? Okay, I'm not going to guess. It's not either one of those two. There are three Tommy Jarvises in the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. No, I I was going to say, I was going to guess what movie it is. Oh. It's Jason Takes Manhattan? No. Hmm. No. It's Jason Lives. Oh, it's so, the next one? Yeah. Oh, See, so it's like, it's like the, uh, the Spock trilogy. I don't know what a or, Spock is. Th- yeah. It's the tril- It's like the good Star Trek trilogy, which is two, three, four, which is Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, and I feel like I'd like to watch the Star Trek movies. Like I feel like the I don't remember what the fourth one's called. I feel like the the TV show's too much for me because I've, but I feel like the movies are obvi- were obviously made to be their own standalone thing. That's what I did. I didn't watch the show. I just watched all six movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're great. I like them. Uh, I'm. As I think I just established, I'm not a Star Trek guy, but they just announced that Patrick Stewart is doing another Star Trek show. Right, and it's just going to be like Picard is old and retired now, that's, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. Uh, he's the same story as, uh, like, you look at, like, Betty White. Like, if you get old really quick, then you just look great for yeah. a long time. <laughs> like, he was 50... And looks the same as he does in his 70s or whatever. Yeah. So you just don't age after that. You just get old real quick and then just stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Betty White went from like golden hair to white hair, like kind of on the Mary Tyler Moore show and then just like has looked the pretty much the same since since then. Yeah, there's really there's no difference like in our culture between 60 and 90. It's because like people used people to die the when way. they were 60. 60 yeah now we just find out and at least if you stay in hollywood mm-hmm. if you don't you just get smaller and more wrinkly but uh speaking of hollywood smaller and more wrinkly <laughs> i've never <laughs> i've justin bieber's penis let's talk about it i uh okay. i've never i'm not a tom cruise guy at all and okay. i and i don't know I don't know. I don't have regular TV, so I don't know who it is. I assume he took over for one of the late night shows, but there's like a James, like a chubby James Corin, Corson, Carson, James Corbin. Okay. Him. Corden. Sorry. But I saw James a clip o- online of his show yeah. and like he was giving Tom Cruise shit about the new Mission Impossible movie. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Cruise took him skydiving. Yeah. And I was like pretty impressed. Like 
Tom Cruise was fucking doing it up, man. And he's you know, have you he, seen the Mission Impossible movies? None. He I, he does like all or ninety percent of his own stunts. I, I'm I'm he refuses like yeah. I re, I'm after seeing I, I just me being ignorant. Mm-hmm. I've I watch I won't watch a movie because Tom Cruise is in it, mm-hmm. but I won't not watch it either. If that makes any That's sense, kind of exactly how I feel about um, it. Also, uh, like I feel like I should boycott his movies more but like as an actor he's kind of delightful and it infuriates yeah i don't i don't yeah i'm neutral on him um but i've always just assumed he is a star that's been shoehorned into these action movies but just like seeing him and he's not a young dude anymore so have you seen like any of the stunts any of the videos of any of the stunts or anything uh i mean He's literally hanging off the side of a plane mm-hmm. in, in like, literally doing that. Yeah. No, it's, it, my whole point was I was really impressed. Like, it kind of won me over a little bit yeah. with, you know, being... I mean, he jumped up and down on Oprah's couch. He is a crazy person. <laughs> uh, he broke his ankle on the set of the latest... Uh, I think that's what one. the guy was giving him shit about. So yeah. that's how he handled it turned it into it. M- maybe my favorite, like, real low-level Doctor Who actor he's in like two episodes yeah maybe three sweet uh yeah um so it was was just it was endearing seeing him like actually doing that shit because like i'm not gonna fucking do that i was pooping my pants at king's island on the rides (laughs) (laughs) like that are made like you will every moment that i'm at king's island like people Mm -hmm. are like going up and shit and i'm like obviously it's safe for them but mm-hmm. the minute that i get on there or my children are on there i'm like that is gonna pop off immediately i know it did they check that bolt so did you know that marianne was at king's island when a dude got decapitated and she heard his wife scream oh my god yeah uh i don't i have feel like, like... The, there was there's one of those coasters where like you're you're seated down your legs angle right <clears throat> and they have this fence oh is this the guy that went to get his phone uh his wife's hat flew off in the wind. He jumped the fence to go get his wife's hat. And um, like some teenage girl, like her legs were dangling, kicks him in the head. He, he gets decapitated. Her leg just shatters. And the wife saw the whole thing and screamed. And like Marianne was just around and heard a loud scream. I feel like I would never be able to get that sound out of my head. Probably not. It's crazy. I feel sick to my stomach now. <laughs> I love the idea that we're like, this is we're talking about horror movies and millions of people getting killed, and then you say anything remotely to the real a life. A man got decapitated, which we literally see someone pull somebody's <laughs> head off in these movies. And we, like we've, there were literally, I think, three separate decapitations oh, between probably, these two yeah, movies. Exactly. And we're just like, ha, ha, ha. And then just, uh, <laughs> it's 100% for me, man. A, yeah. 100% different. Yeah. Completely. Um, so we're 12 seconds into the Yeah, movie. exactly. All right. So anyway, uh, so we end up with, uh, that was a dream sequence, by the way. Had to shoehorn Feldman in there. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't know that right now because he wakes up and he is. Yeah, I guess you don't know that. that so it's like, is this a dream or is it a memory that's haunting him? Sure. Sure. Uh, I uh, think you get you kind of don't think it's a it's a memory pretty mm-hmm. early on, but 
at that first beginning, I I made a note: is this a dream or a memory? Yeah. Uh, so he's being transported to a mental health facility. Yes. That is remotely in the woods, so that Jason could be there. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Which all right? So you are under the care for a patient that was traumatized as a child mm-hmm. by a man that killed people and attempted to kill him who ultimately this man had to kill the murderer himself as a child as a child and you have to put him in the woods yep that is odd medical practice sir uh before we get into the the bulk anymore i just want to say the music the opening music fucking sucks Mm -hmm. it's the worst like friday the 13th remix and those titles are long and boring it's literally black screen white text shitty music for like five minutes all of the movies are like that at the beginning uh but this one was maybe the music just made it tolerable because this i'm just like fucking get on with it yeah this is the worst i don't disagree i think this is this is one of like the only mainstream movies that this guy did the rest of them he did was all porn pretty much he he only did one porn uh, one actual porn, and then they were all just like borderline porn. Okay, I apologize for disparaging accident, his apparently. name. And this is the last film you ever directed because of that. Yeah. Um. So he. This is the one I'm going to know more on because I <laughs> watched all the. I I, I listened. To Red. <sighs> verbs. <laughs> But you can tell me the difference between less and fewer. <laughs> yes, I don't I can. know the difference between reading, hearing, seeing, watching. I can tell you the difference between less and fewer, <laughs> further and farther. You name it, like grammar or weird uh, yep. English syntax. Yep, but I don't know my senses. Yep. Uh, Did I taste that? Is that how I know about <laughs> what he directed? I tasted it. Uh, so Tommy Jarvis ends up getting transported. He kind of looks like John Boy Walton. I don't know who that is. The Waltons. Do you not have a childhood? Come on. I'm more of a Target guy. <laughs> not those Waltons. <laughs> oh, that was such a terrible joke. That, it was. That, like, but it also took a lot of effort to get to figure mm-hmm. out what that joke was. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst type. Like, where the effort is not anywhere close to the payoff. Yeah. <laughs> because then you may... You it's one of those things where you do all the effort, but then you, just by saying it, everyone else then has to do the effort <laughs> to make the connection. You're not like, here's this connection. You're like, boom, and then they have to, to make yeah. the 12 leaps I'm like, in order to do it also. Walton reference, two, three, four. Now they got it. Oh. Mm. Uh, so the the... There's two guys that are transporting Tommy. Mm-hmm. One of them gets out to open the, the van door, and this motherfucker opens the van door like my kids open the van door, which is they grab it, and then they throw it <laughs> towards the back as hard as they fucking can, trying to rip the sliding van door off of it. Yeah, I remember getting yelled at as a child about this, mm-hmm. because my mind would be wiped clean every time I close the van door. Yeah. And then the next time I would grab it, fling it open as hard as I can, get screamed at by my parents not to do that. And I'd be like, never again. I remember never again. Am I going to do that? But what do children and this man have in common? Uh, it's not their fucking van. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's exactly true. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a van uh, growing up? My mom bought a van like when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, because my cousin started having kids, so she had. So you were old enough to know around. how a door worked before you. Yeah. Hmm. As as the only child of a single mother, we only needed like a mercury tracer. We were good. Um, so they show up and they're the, the, explain this facility to me. Uh, it's a halfway house for, I don't think really criminals, but also not like, it's definitely not like an asylum, uh, or an institution What or is a the sanitarium. A- what is the age of these patients? I would say like adults. They're like young adults, mostly. They're constantly referencing them as the kids. Like, I feel like they're playing it like they're like 14. I think Tom... They're obviously not. Tommy's 19 in this, I think. Vic is 45 years old. The guy that's wielding the axe. Like, the character, or you're saying he looks 45? He looks 45. Okay. Like, I... It doesn't. I can't figure yeah, this out. I think Tommy's fifteen. I think they're supposed to be teenagers. Like, they're probably people who like. Well, you know, Joel. Is it Joel? Joel's an orphan, um, who's like not entirely all there. Um, the rest just seem like they were probably in and out of uh, juvenile facilities. Yeah. And like, this is the only place they can get a place. Um, but this is also a huge. Like the acreage that this place takes up mm-hmm. is huge. Okay. Uh, they've got tons of separate buildings. Okay. I cannot figure out the economics of who would greenlight this thing. Boom. Two words. Government contracts. Got to get on some of that money. Some of that moolah. Yeah. They take on wards of the state. Yeah, but that's not... How much would they have to get per patient because there's only like seven people i mean you talked about yourself people who abuse like the foster care system and stuff to Mm -hmm. to get that money and don't spend it towards the the kids if you do the same thing here like they were they were putting them all to work they were doing the laundry they were cutting into a log that's not how you split wood (laughs) (laughs) it is how you split candy bars though yes (laughs) Uh, so he he goes in and he uh, they she immediately takes him to not the doc I don't think he's a doctor he's just like the the dude who runs it with her. I feel like he had to have been a psychiatrist or something because I don't know. Like all of his, he had an office that had all kinds of like prevent child abuse posters and things like that. He was definitely yeah. some sort of a psychiatrist. Or so something. behind him, over his shoulder, I was like, "Holy shit! Is, this is what nineteen eighty two." I was like, is that is is that a pride flag? I think that's a pride flag. Uh, no, it's a spreadsheet. It's a spreadsheet. That's uh, probably the exact opposite of a pride flag. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, can we take a sidebar? Yeah. So I have a gay friend because you're talking about that. And I think you might have been there uh, when I complained to him because – uh, something was going on with like Facebook's little uh, mm-hmm. notification app or whatever. Yeah. 
So he was in a private group and he posted pictures. It was like men's feet appreciation or something. Mm -hmm. So he posted uh, a picture of his boyfriend's feet when he was asleep and was like, caught my boyfriend sleeping. Here's some pictures of his feet. Thought I'd share them with you. Mm-hmm. And it popped up in my news feed. So I was like, bro, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like this should not have popped up in my feed. He's like, yeah, that seems weird. That's a private group. You wouldn't expect it to be out like that, right? Yeah. Do you want to see another one that popped up in my thing? Is this also from him? This is from the same guy. So take a look. I want you to look at it. Look at me. Tell me what you're seeing and then look more. Okay. You're dumping your water. Uh, okay. Look quick. Uh-huh. Go away. What are, what are you seeing? It is. You're what? not looking away. Oh. Okay. What, what, what did you see? Uh, it is uh spaghetti with a uh like the shape of a woman in okay. there okay and then at the very last second i noticed that there's someone else okay go ahead doing some things go ahead uh okay i notice more detail now yeah so so what are we looking at it, like anime fucking but with spaghetti yeah so it's like two male anime people having sex made out of spaghetti uh i don't think that that one's a male uh they both are because there's a penis going into a butthole while the other one's jerking off i told him so i okay you see it now yeah i I think that i think that that is uh like a as they would be called a chick with a dick because he is definitely grabbing boob and licking nipple. Oh, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were holding hands. But I told him, <laughs> but I told him, I was like, what's funny? I'm no. that. That's how innocent I am. I thought they were holding hands. <laughs> I thought they were just holding hands. Uh, I said, baby popped out. I said, your closed groups fill my feed with smut. First feet, now this. <laughs> and then I said, it's like one of those 3D posters. The longer I look at it, the more I see. <laughs> Like, that's pretty impressive, really. Like the, however they did that, it's yeah. pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Like they made smut out of noodles, mm-hmm. uh, and it was impressive. <laughs> Rule thirty four, man. <laughs> Rule thirty four. Uh, so, uh, before he went into the office, uh, we had the neighbors show up that are very upset by this uh, facility, uh, and it's Ethel and uh, Junior. Junior, who I feel like is Randy Quaid. I thought that that was Randy Quaid, but and I was like, no, not, he's too short. But it's not Randy and Quaid. And then he was definitely not Randy Quaid once you got to look at him. But that could have been Randy Quaid, right? Yes. Like, yeah. you, you go to that acting... 1982, that totally could have been go Randy to sh- Quaid. You go shopping for an actor, Randy Quaid is in that same aisle as that guy for sure. Randy Quaid of the 80s, yes. Randy Quaid of today, no. No, Randy Quaid of today is in that facility. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> uh so the uh, do that, and then you start seeing our cast of characters. Yeah, we meet Reggie, who mm-hmm. uh, tricks him with like a fake spider, and Tommy freaks out, and he's like, "Man, you sure freak out a lot." And then like the shot of Tommy, and then you cut to a shot of Reggie for maybe three quarters of a second, and then you cut back to Tommy, and he has gone into his bag, <laughs> put on a mask. Yep. While Reggie watched, yes, that's tucked, key it thing. Un- tucked it under his <laughs> collar, 
and under his shirt and turns around and and scares Reggie. Scares the crap out of, out of while uh, little he, Reggie. That's the key thing. While he's looking yes. at him doing all this. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, I could see him like doing something weird and then you see something gray and then you turn around scary face, right? But he had to watch him put it on and then pull back his shirt <laughs> to tuck all the rubber underneath mm-hmm. of the collar of his shirt. Yep. Yeah. Ask one of the gals down the hall to come and fix it because you can't <laughs> tell if the collar's flipped up right. Right. There's always that one corner in the back that mm-hmm. you just can't quite reach that's a little yep. weird. Yeah. And that his eye holes weren't lined up to begin with, too. So then he had to do some adjusting mm-hmm. all in three quarters of a second. Yeah. Uh, and I forget every time I watch this movie, I'm like, within, you you get this answer from Reggie within like literally two minutes. Yeah. But I'm like, Reggie seems like he shouldn't be there. He seems perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And then he's immediately like, I'm not crazy. I'm not like you. I'm just visiting my grandfather. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Now that makes <laughs> sense. Like my my mental instability detector is is right on every time I watch this movie. Yeah. Because uh, his grandfather's like the cook there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, we old, old black men as cooks in the woods is a theme to our podcast. Apparently it, it is mm-hmm. sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we meet and I think it's Joey, not Joel. Okay. What Joey? Uh, so I, I see him and he's wearing a hoodie mm-hmm. and I'm like, does he have, he's eating a candy bar. Does yeah. he have candy bars hanging out of his pockets? And then they're like perfect and they don't move. So I wrote the note like, oh, it's just the, de- I, I thought, oh, it's just like the design. He's got two like orange little spots on by his, his pockets. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the note. Ha ha. I thought the fat guy had candy bars in his pockets and then they turned out to be candy bars. Yeah. Cause he's like, hey, I have a second one and he pulls it out, but he also had one yes, like in his breast pocket. The other one disappeared. Oh, did it? The breast pocket. I don't think, do we ever see him actually take a bite of the candy bar? Uh, we see him getting it all over everything. Because he has, he has it like in the left hand corner of his mouth, like a lot of chocolate. And then he goes and talks to the girls and pisses them off. And then I don't think we see him take another bite. And then he goes to Vic and now he has it on the other corner as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he's talking to Vic, really wants to help Vic uh, chop this log. Yeah. Uh, and Vic doesn't take too kindly to it. No, he immediately axes Joey in the back and <laughs> chops him up. And I start laughing because I was like, <laughs> this movie's so dumb. Like, they're just going to have like this stupid dream sequence cut back to Vic. And he's like, huh, that'd be fun. <laughs> nope. Nope. It actually happened. That was a thing that happened. <laughs> You had one mentally unstable man <laughs> using a, an axe to murder another mentally unstable man at a home for these people. Yeah. Dead. Yep. Um, and chopped up. Yes. Uh, so you get uh, a couple paramedics come and get mm-hmm. get the boy. Get and he's Joey. like, come on, get in here, get your hands dirty. And I'm like, or you could use gloves like a medical professional. Uh, he's giving him so much shit. Yeah. Like, and they're n- both not wearing gloves. No, this is the eighties. I feel like nineteen eighty-two still AIDS. Yeah, it's the beginning of AIDS. Yeah, you don't would. touch blood. Yeah. Uh, did you? Did you have any idea what this movie was like when they're giving you Roy right now? Is the paramedic? 
spoiler alert oh yeah jason's not in this movie did you have any throughout the movie did you were you getting anything that it could be not jason or it was roy oh 100 i didn't think it was jason i never thought it was roy because i think that's a stupid twist i thought it was vic well you thought it was vic the whole time because he axes some people Mm -hmm. and it looks exactly like vic's axe it was like the double same double-sided axe that he was using with what? Uh, to chop oh, the wood. To later. Later. Yeah. I thought you were talking about with Joey. I was like, that was definitely Vic. There's no, <laughs> no like, yeah. I figured this out. No. I figured this movie out. Uh no, when he takes out uh Showtime Girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Um Okay. So then you get the, the intro to, to Roy. And I do feel like they feed you, like knowing the the thing, I think they feed that to you throughout the movie that you do see Roy a lot more than you see anybody else. He um, is he is yeah he's the one who's like I don't want to touch him. He doesn't yeah. want to touch him. He feels odd about it. And then <clears throat> as he he shows up multiple times and they linger on him and they talk about him and he says he ref- makes references to things. So I don't think it's totally out of the blue when you know where it's coming from. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, is you don't really know that that's what you're trying to figure out. No. Is that it's uh who done it no but like the only time you ever see jason is in tommy's uh hallucinations the other times it's close-ups of people getting murdered yep so you never see the hockey mask um so then at the end when it is a hockey mask dude it kind of comes out of the blue there so i don't know I heard that, or I heard, I read <laughs> that <laughs> time. That time it was an honest mistake because I was like, because I just it's information in my brain, so I'm just gonna be like, I heard somewhere. Oh wait, I read it. Uh, that they had to go back to the MPAA, I think nine separate times. Probably, yeah. So there's like very little gore in this movie. Yeah, not much. This it, is when they had hit it really big, so they started going after them. After him, and it crescendos with Friday Seven, is the one that was really, really uh, edited down. Weird, because mm-hmm. it's still rated R, right? Yeah. So, but they had a huge hard on for these movies, man. Like they were upset because it was like skirting the regular. They were making tons and tons of money. They're skirting the regular uh, major motion picture way that things get made because this is like this ragtag group of people that are making tons of money, making these filth movies. Mm-hmm. So they just went for them. Hard. I didn't core. notice it was Paramount pictures. I assume that they just bought the distribution rights. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Um, do you know, uh, do you know who Bo Burnham is? No. Uh, young comedian. He like started on YouTube in like 2008 and got popular. And now he's like, um, a, uh, big time comedian whatever that means uh he just made a movie called eighth grader uh about this eighth grade girl who um basically just goes through life uh and it got an r rating and they applied for an exemption and they wouldn't give it one just because she says fuck five times and one time like i think that they probably would have given an exemption for that but there's a scene, I guess, where she, like, learns, she, like, tries, she looks up what oral sex is, which totally seems like something an eighth grade girl in the internet age would do. Absolutely. 
Uh, and so, like, obviously he wouldn't compromise. So what he did, what they're doing is, actually, I think it it might have been yesterday or today, as of the time of the recording. Um, they released it. They partnered with a theater in every state, and are releasing it unrated, um, for one showing, just so that they're like encourage people to to come, and hoping that it'll get the word out and that parents will ignore the R rating and bring in the audience that kind of needs to see this movie. Um, Adam Green has this huge, it was a huge deal when it was happening that uh, he uh, re- went to release uh, a second, his second Hatchet movie, which is called Hatchet 2. Makes sense. Just so you Tracks. know chronologically. Uh, and he had made a deal with AMC or whatever uh, because he went back and forth. The first Hatchet, he went... Like he did like the jury thing or whatever it is where you disagree with them or whatever. So he fought the appeal them. process. Yes. He, he fought. That they them. basically added because of the movie. This film is not yet rated. So he fought them and then they were like, we don't like this dude. Fuck him. So he didn't mess with it because it was such a big deal for the second movie. Mm-hmm. So he partnered with AMC or somebody and there was the widest release ever of uh, an unrated movie. Hmm, cool. Huge deal. Uh, and it was out for like a day, and then all of a sudden AMC pulled all that shit, and it's a huge deal. There's a huge story hmm. because it was all related to the MPAA. Was pissed that he had figured out a way to kind of skirt them, um, which so, I'm sure they then put pressure on studios, who then put pressure on exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So it was like you know all of a sudden like oh it's not financially feasible. And they're like you did two screenings of each one. You can't determine now <laughs> like you had this you know, um, but there's a whole whole thing with that, and uh, yeah the, he said uh, this isn't pooping on anybody else, but the other thing that's relevant to what we've had on the podcast and talked about before mm-hmm. is he said like as he was doing this he would get all of these phone calls from people like, Hey, it's super cool that you're standing up against this shit, by the way. He's like, Oh, that's cool. Do you mind? You know, I don't know if he would ask or whatever, but they're like, I'm not going to say this publicly, but that's awesome. And the only person that publicly said anything was Kevin Smith. So I thought that was a fun story. Is that tangentially related? Because my mom just had a heart attack. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I meant. (laughs) How dare you bring up Kevin Smith? (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so we start, people start getting picked off. You get a pretty cool flame, uh, I'm sorry, uh, flare in the mouth death. Okay. I really like that. I thought that was cool. I think that's a cool idea. I don't, I didn't think that it looked good. It looked like they put a flashlight in his mouth. Uh, which I, I guess one no, low budget. It looked like they shit. put a flashlight in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we end up with, uh, a, a couple gets chopped up and killed, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to have sex, they get killed. I guess the 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 actress brought the whole Showtime reveal my boobs thing to the director, and the director's like, "Fucking do that!" Yeah, that's like one of the most famous pair of breasts in horror cinema. That woman's name. Last name is Voorhees. No, it's not. In real life, I thought that was the it's Deborah Voorhees. That's Deborah Voorhees? I thought Deborah Voorhees was the one who uh, gets the shears to the face. I might be wrong about that. There's a Deborah Voorhees in this yes, movie. Yes, there, there is a Deborah Voorhees in mm-hmm. this. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think it's this death when the couple that's having sex get killed that they're like are going to look for him. 
and I think it's like the sheriff that's out there and he's sending everybody to go look and he says, bring back any evidence you find. So he's actively like, if you find a crime scene, <laughs> disturb it, it as much as you can <laughs> and bring me. You find cigarette butts. If you find a mud with a footprint, grab that mud yeah. and put it in your pockets and bring it to me. Um, if, if you find a body, just throw it in a sack and drag it over. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that's not poli- correct protocol. No, also not correct protocol. Uh, Tommy is is in the halfway house, is in like the mess hall, and a dude walks in wearing one of his masks and like scares him, and so he picks the dude up, like fucking <laughs> gives him an attitude adjustment, John Cena attitude adjustment through a table, and pounds the shit out of his face, and the director is just like like grabs him pulls him up against the wall is like relax relax <laughs> and that's it nothing no punishment it's nothing because that's our hero he just like put a guy probably put a guy into the hospital because like it's fucking like fist to face no hands in yeah. the way like four or five times yeah. tommy's in good shape too you get oh, a yeah. shirtless scene and you're like that guy can that guy can punch yeah mm-hmm. um we uh we get another kill in the woods uh, involving a leather strap. Yeah, that's after the shears to the face. So we get shears to the face, then we get a leather strap. Apparently that sex scene, by the way, was three minutes long and they made them cut it down to ten seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how does this person die from this leather strap? Uh, it. Luckily, his skull broke at the same time that the strap broke. Yeah, did you see like the little metal pieces are yeah. breaking as it's going through? Yeah. Uh, so the leather strap was put through and twisted so tight that his skull fractured. Yeah, and killed him. You know, it's the same way that uh, they're killed in in season of the witch. Just like breaks his skull. That's also, it. also the same way as. Uh, the woman with the leg braces dies in maniac cop where he just like forcefully pushes her against a wall somehow. Yeah. It's the same. These all, these people have the same cause of death. They get not blunt trauma. That's the wrong word. Oh, I want to, I want to talk about probably the worst quote unquote on screen death that maybe I've ever seen. Do it. Uh, it's in the next movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, we end up meeting Reggie's brother, who's Miguel Nunez, from you recognize from uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Uh, from uh, Return Man. of the Living Dead. And I was like, from Juana Man. I want Miguel Nunez to be my brother. Like he is a cool brother, right? Yeah. Like he's hanging. He's out. cool even when he's got the runs. <laughs> and he's like, he's he's giving him a gift, and then he's like. Hey, you want some of this beer? And I'm like, oh, that might be a cool brother thing, but that's not a good brother. He was joking. He's a good brother, too, <laughs> as well as a cool brother. I mean the word brother, mm-hmm. meaning blood <laughs> He's his relative. actually blood relative <laughs> sibling, yes. That being said, even if he wasn't my blood relative sibling, I would want Miguel Nunez to be my brother. I would hang out with him. <laughs> was the whitest brother ever. <laughs> oh, that was the joke. That- I emphasized it. I really, I really. No, you didn't. If you had said, I would want him to be my brother or brother or anything like that. Funny joke. 
it just sounded like you were being one hundred percent dead honest, no, and it this came off to, a little sad. I was, tra- <laughs> this, I was just trying to like ooze Caucasian all over it, oh, okay. like 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 it's cheese a, whiz like on a Ritz salad dressing, <laughs> yeah, ranch dressing. Uh, Fucking cat jump scare. Uh, yeah, I hate cat cat jump stairs. I hate them. It's just water that I'm drinking, bro. Yeah, <laughs> some clear liquid. <laughs> uh, we relatively so. Uh, Jason descends, kills. Sorry, the murderer descends, mm-hmm. kills Miguel Nunez. Yes, uh, and his lover. His lover, uh, and then like immediately Reggie kills him. It takes like eight seconds, and he gets pushed out out of a window and skewered through the body. Mm, are you skipping over Ethel and Junior? Uh, I guess I, I did. Yeah, because Ethel is our link between four and five. Mm-hmm. Screw Tommy. We have squeeze the banana and squeeze the tomato. <laughs> Uh, but That's it, our link between the two movies. Wasn't Banana 2? No, it was 4. Sure. I looked it up. Okay. It was 4. <laughs> the student has become the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one was it? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, shit, it was the last one. I'm totally going to mention this. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get you that little pin. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they end up going through, uh, the reveal is that it's Roy, right? So it's the paramedic. Yeah. Uh, and they go through his wallet and they find the picture of Joey. But, I think they realize that like, oh, this is kind of a shitty twist. We need to like explain it for five minutes. But here's the thing in that explaining, they pull out Roy's wallet mm-hmm. and they're looking at his pictures. The first picture is a picture of Roy. <laughs> yes. He has a picture of himself in his wallet. <laughs> so that that way that way the audience can be like Roy. Roy. Who the fuck is Oh, oh, oh that's Roy. Roy. Yeah. He was the paramedic. Oh, oh I see what that's his son. Okay. It's like there's a flip book explaining oh, this. There's movie all to these you. articles about Jason in here. <laughs> Including a photo on the cover of the paper of Jason. So <laughs> someone was either getting killed or survived. And snapped the picture of Jason mm-hmm. that made its way to the newspaper yeah. so that they could put him on the cover of the paper. 100%. Uh, I don't understand that. I get, you could do that totally today, that reveal, if they found his phone, because there'd definitely be selfies of this dude. Yeah. But you don't keep a no wa- you don't keep a wallet selfie. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, oh, I want to do that now. Like, I want to. People will pull out pictures of their kids, and I'll be like, "Can I show you mine?" And I'm just gonna have like 20 pictures of myself in my mm-hmm. wallet, and then just like one of your wife and children, but they're like out of focus behind me, out of focus behind you as you're doing a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Explain to me this ending. Here's what I want you to explain. Okay. The, our second Tommy Jarvis fake out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why does he have the mask in the hospital room? Everything you have in a hospital is what was either brought with you 
or <laughs> what someone brings to you. Mm-hmm. How did he have the Jason mask in the hospital drawer? It was smuggled in by Roy's partner, who we obviously know is demented mm-hmm. because he wanted to touch that. So he's trying to pass on the Jason gene. But it's a different mask. Roy has the blue streaks. Yeah. Tommy has the the red I wasn't diamond giving you with, an answer. that was the actual. Yes, I'm not Jason giving you mask. an answer. I'm saying that it's a total horseshit <laughs> ending, that it's another fake out because spoiler, you get to the next one, Tommy's not Jason again because Tommy was supposed to be Jason. Tommy and everyone was totally revolted. supposed to be Jason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the director was given two 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 directives. If you make this movie, I need to kill every eight minutes, and you need to make Tommy the killer. That's it. Like, turn Tommy into Jason. Boom. Two directives. And he did both of the things. He Apparently, uh, when giving a presentation, he brought out, like, graphs with, like, timestamps of show when every kill was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one has the second most. Really? It's tied with another one with 19. But Jason Takes Manhattan has, like, 27 or something crazy. I don't remember the company or anything, but there was a really cool t-shirt that they released. And I think they turned it into a poster, too. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, a Jason mask. Uh, made up of all of the names of his victims well, and cool. they skipped part five <laughs> but, that's, but that's clever yeah. yeah that's really clever like they made a point like he didn't kill anybody in this movie yeah they don't count it's true uh final thoughts on friday five it's fine there are lots of boobs uh it's definitely the smuttiest one like it's yeah it's the filthiest one it's pretty dirty yeah um, so I usually wait when I have an advanced, uh, reader copy for something that I am professionally obligated to discuss. I wait until I get to the end mm-hmm. of it. Um, but I'm currently reading something now Okay, and I need You're to You're either about super it. hyper excited about it or the exact opposite. So, uh, let me talk to you first. Have I talked to you about Jack Johnson? Do you know who Jack Johnson is? Didn't he sing the, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. It might be. He's a singer. Um, so. Oh, I th- I was joking. Oh. Uh, Actually, I, I think that like might have been him. James Blunt. Yeah, that sounds better. I to think me. J- I think Jack Johnson might be your neighbor's favorite singer. I can see that. So, uh, for years, I fucking hated Jack Johnson. Let me tell you about this guy. Okay. Uh, Jack Johnson was a professional surfer. And he is a professional surfer, right? Kind of the mm-hmm. coolest job anybody could ever have in the world. I, I feel so. like you have that was both sarcastic and completely honest at the same time. Anyway, so <laughs> Jack Johnson is a professional surfer, and uh, he's got this job being sexy on the beach, and and he's playing a guitar, right? I'm sure I'm simplifying this. I'm sure there's more details, but basically Mm -hmm. he's just fucking around on the guitar, being a professional surfer, singing on the beach. I'm assuming surrounded by lots of fun people having a great time sipping margaritas and somebody comes up and they're like, Oh, hello, sir. That music and the crooning that you're doing is delightful. Do you mind if I record that? Then they recorded it. And then he accidentally became this huge singer because he has more talent than any one person can have that he has to have two incredible careers. Okay. Uh, 
so that's like his professional career. He just accidentally stumbled upon being this phenomenal musician, right? Okay. Let me tell you about Jack Johnson as a person. I did a little research about this because I was so angry about him professionally. <laughs> okay. Uh, he uh, is married and has a few kids, uh, and he has made a point, him and his wife, they don't want to bring their kids into the limelight at all, right? They don't want okay. them to get pictures taken and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this motherfucker has like a charity that he started, like he gave $50,000 to Katrina and $50,000 to the tsunami and he gives all away all this money and did all these fundraising things. To water-based disasters? Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, what a fucking guy, right? Yeah, fuck that guy. So, so I'm reading this book now and it's called The Siren and the Spectre uh, mm-hmm. by a guy named Jonathan Jans. And this fucking guy, Jonathan Jans, is the Jack Johnson of horror literature. Let me tell you about this fucking guy. You just tater saladed me. Excuse me? Do you you know who Ron White is? Yeah. He has a great bit about uh, tater salad where he, like, uh, tells this great joke about uh, being called tater salad. And then he goes, all right, I told you that story to tell you this one. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, you tater saladed me. So, uh, Jonathan Jans is the Jack Johnson of horror literature. So, it's the second book I've read by him, and I'm reading it, and it has got me enraptured. Like, I'm loving every fucking second as I'm reading this book. You're McDonald's in this thing. Uh, And, uh, like, he does this awesome thing where I... It reminds me of when I read On Writing by Stephen King, where Mm -hmm. he was talking about, like, don't try to use... Uh, a thesaurus when you write like if you need to say something is a pile of shit right it's a pile of shit right yeah so his the way that he writes is uh it's, it's poetic and things mm-hmm. but then randomly like the one that i love that he's right so he's writing very poetic uh and it's super super well written and then he like described the color of this door as mm-hmm. the stain is darker than a grizzly bear's asshole <laughs> And, like, I love the fusion of those things together because, like, when I would write something, it would be all grizzly bear assholes, and that's gets old. But then you're reading something really great, and then you throw in a grizzly bear asshole, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. Um, so I'm digging this book, okay? <laughs> okay, well, I'm with fun? you. <laughs> grizzly bear uh, assholes. So, so I, I'm digging this book. It's about this guy that uh, is... His, for a career, he goes in and visits haunted houses and writes a book about them and saying this fucking place isn't haunted, right? Okay. I just read a book that's like exactly the same as this mm-hmm. that I didn't enjoy at all. And it's just an example of like you can take something that might be a very basic premise yeah. and do it not good and do it good. Ideas are easy. Execution is hard. Um. So, yeah. So, you got... This motherfucker, Jonathan Jans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, on Facebook, if you look at him, okay? So, if you stalk him, here's... You know, you know how he treats his fans? Like, there was just a big convention that he was at? Okay. Look at this motherfucker with his fans. There's a guy, a woman that's there. She's mm-hmm. hugging her and being nice. Fucking most handsome fella you've ever seen in the world. Okay. And... He's always posting shit about like, hey, it's great that you thought my book was good, but you should really check out this author. Just like trying to spread the love. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not trying to say that I'm jealous of Jonathan Jans, but I'm saying that he's everything in life that I wish that I could be and never will. <laughs> All right, then. So I don't know if you're into feuds, but I think we just started one because Jonathan Jans I think Jack you, Johnson. I think you have your own feud that you need to resolve first. <laughs> I forgot. I feel about- like the feud is very one-sided, <laughs> but I just get like... 3 a.m. texts like this fucking guy look at this shit they're like yeah you're right Russ he's he's a real pile of garbage we're not hold on we're not talking about Jonathan Jans right now that was a bit but the one you're talking about about that most recent one right like because you've tried to be an advocate for this for this other thing I mean I I'm I'm just trying to be the reasonable one yes a lot of the things you point like yep he's like a real cock muncher. But some <laughs> things are just like, you are trying to find the cock muncheriness in this thing. That's just totally reasonable thing to say. I don't buy that at all. The, what about the most recent one? The most recent one. Uh, he He's a, sh- he's a self-promoter. Let's he, just say he's that. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> he, may, he may not be. Okay. Multiple countries doesn't necessarily mean... He's the most popular thing in the world. It could just be like he's got a friend in Canada who listens. That wasn't the most recent. We, this is not an on-the-air conversation. I'm sorry. That is <laughs> the most recent one. You, It's literally the thing I sent before I was like, hey, when are we doing this podcast? No, that didn't have anything to do with mul- – it said trending. Yes, if – yeah. What? If you – okay. Yeah, anyway. So. He said every time I put out a new episode, like it, we're trending. It's like it trends, and I have listeners in multiple countries or whatever, listeners around the world or something. No, that's not. It doesn't say anything about around the world. I do you want me to read it? No, because I will not. I, will I not. don't. Go ahead, read it. I, like, like I don't want to. Do you know how every part of my body, every time this comes up between us, I want to make this a thing, but then I'm like, I don't want to, I don't mind dragging Jonathan Jans through the mud. <laughs> Apparently. I'm not going to say his name or anything. I know. Uh, do let's get to the point. Uh. Yeah. Doesn't say anything about it. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. No, we are listened to and watched worldwide, so get the free exposure while you can. I wasn't talking, that wasn't the point. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, that's what he said. Yeah, but that wasn't. (sighs) It was just a part of what he said and a thing he said in the past. Yes, but I wasn't, I wasn't focusing on that. Okay. All right. Um, (laughs) uh, So. But you were very much like, here is. Uh, proof that we are better than him. <laughs> no, that wasn't the point. The point that I was making was there's no way that you're King fucking Kong. No way. When we are better than you, because like, we're, <laughs> it's not like it's not like we're Godzilla, right? Yeah. And then you're just King Kong. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> I will say though, uh, that number did surprise me on on both those screenshots. Yeah. For as much as he talks up and as much as we talk down, <laughs> both of those numbers were surprising. Uh, yeah. Uh, Halloween 3? 
Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Synopsis. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's no Season (laughs) of the Witch because there's no witches. Except, but I it's mean, a Halloween movie, so there's Jason <laughs> or Michael Myers, Michael Myers right? Uh, so Halloween one takes place on one night, and Halloween two takes place on that same night. Mm-hmm. So Halloween three is not about anything. It's, it's about, about no- Stonehenge, November first. <laughs> yeah, uh, technically it is not about, but. Uh, there, I do have something about November 1st in my notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. We, yeah, it's about Stonehenge. That's what it's all about. That's my synopsis. Uh, dead air. Dead, dead air. air. Try to figure out my first note. It says, Guy Got Yell. Guy Got Yell. I have no idea what that means. Well, you talk while I figure out I this I just word. watched it last night. <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, the opening credits, top computer graphics, mm-hmm. just fantastic. As like the dot slowly reveals a jagged computer, Jack O'Mel Lantern. Uh, we immediately get uh the Silver Shamrock song, right? Do we? I don't know. I wrote Halloween song, so I don't know what that means. Uh. They, like, do a remix over the credits. That must be what I'm talking about. Because uh, John Carpenter is listed as a music credit. Yeah. So uh, this one does a good remix over the credits. I I love the soundtrack to this movie. That's I great. love it. Pew! Pew! <laughs> Eight more days to have the Pew! I want that in real life. Like whenever anybody sees me, I want to have a button that they just like the first time they see me every day, I have a button that I push and then you hear, Can, okay, before we even start about anything, uh-huh. I want to talk about that sting Pew! and how it shows up whenever like a dude in a suit yes, stands in the exactly, frame yes. and it is the stupidest thing. That's what I'm saying. I love so much here. I got, are you ready for it's the, the end of worst. this? worst. You ready for the end? Right. Okay. Halloween 3 is my favorite Halloween. I know you said that last week. <laughs> I hate you. Because because Beow. between the first two movies, this is my favorite franchise that we've watched mm-hmm. on this entire thing. I like it more than Freddy, Jason, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Leprechaun is maybe my favorite for being stupid. Mm-hmm. But like genuinely good movies that I love, Halloween 1 and 2, like... Michael Myers is my favorite franchise. It's Halloween. And then this one is uh, not great, not bad, not Halloween. <laughs> That's That should have been the tagline. Not great, not bad, not Halloween. I actually really like that. That's so- <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, so... Uh, we immediately get stots, shots of Stonehenge. There's issues with Stonehenge. Some pieces is, are being stolen. Is that immediately? It's in the order of my notes, <laughs> so fuck you. Do, you. do you not have the dude, the chase of the dude? Uh, Yeah, you do at the very beginning. Yep. Yeah. So he's being chased around, mm-hmm. and this is what I wanted to talk about. Okay. The worst on-screen death in the history of, of cinema, okay. or at least that I have seen. Which is... Was it the guy getting Anton Yelchin? Yes. 
at zero point zero two five miles an hour, and it just like tap, like it is the steamroller scene because it's just rolling very slowly, and then just tip a tap, the tip a tap. To be fair, to be fair, here's a robot. He's a robot. But we don't know that at that time. <laughs> also, you would think robots would maybe be a little more sturdy, but still, just like tippy tap. <laughs> that was genius of that guy, though, to grab that chalk out yeah. from under that tire. Well, he's like, he's like he's like reaching, and I'm like, there's nothing around. <laughs> but I guess if you're getting strangled, you reach. And then he gets his fingertips on a chain, and I'm like, okay, he's going to whip this dude. And then the chain was attached to, like, what did you call that? A chalk. A chalk? Okay. Some car term uh, attached under the car. And I'm like, oh, that's good. You think that he's going to reach it and get the thing get away, but, oh, it's attached to that. That sucks. He's dead. But instead, he, like, <laughs> rips it out from under it. <laughs> And then I'm thinking, okay, well, now he has this thing with this big cinder block at the end. Pull the thing towards you and hit the dude with the cinder block. No, he <laughs> he made this, like, Rube Goldberg machine happen where the car rolls, tip a tap, and kills him and he gets away. Like, it's the stupidest thing ever. Here's the thing. I said this is my favorite Halloween movie. The biggest word that I would use to describe this movie is stupid. <laughs> and I love it so much because it is absurd. It totally doesn't make any sense. No. Any step of the way. Yeah. And I love it so much. Okay. Um, we get uh, the... I felt like it was too boring to appreciate its fun absurdity when it happened. Okay. Uh, the uh, We have a an African-American uh, gas station attendant that has mm-hmm. the biggest fucking underbite i've ever seen in my life i don't think i really noticed it is incredible it's hard to talk about when you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> go for it uh, that's all there is it's oh, big and then it's a big underbite cool there we go. <laughs> uh, a real underbite from hell uh you want to read you want to hear my note yes michael myers is evil but you know what's truly evil corporations <laughs> Dong. <laughs> uh, they advertise. So the the guy is clutching uh, a mask, and, mm-hmm. and you'd seen a commercial already for them, and they say that they glow in the dark. These masks never glow in the dark. No, these we t- never see them glow in the dark. What we do see is that they sh- they would never glow in the dark. Yes, that's the one thing we can say <laughs> concretely. There's a yes. lot of questions surrounding these masks. The one thing that I do know: mm-hmm. false advertising by Silver Shamrock Novelty Company. Unless they glow in the dark because they're powered by some evil magic Stonehenge, fucking microchip. Oh, it's in the fine print. Yeah, that's how they get you. It it doesn't glow in the dark like traditional glow in the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just you have this weird blue light that envelops your head. Mm-hmm. Um. So this guy ends up getting rushed to the hospital. Um. And he, uh, the, and then they cut to a dude coming in to his home and he has a couple bags and all of their kids. And I'm like, Oh, I, you bet he got you some of those masks. Hold on. This isn't just any dude. This is Tom Adkins, bro. Okay. The sexiest man of the eighties. <laughs> Mar- Marianne came in about, two th- is, right? about a third of the way in and, uh, like right 
pretty much right before the sex scene happened, and she's like, "Oh, I don't. Why do we? I don't want to see that." And then like he he gets up, and I was like, "Dude, butt!" And she's like, "Oh God, I don't want to see his butt." Uh, why, why does this movie think that he is the sexiest man ever? I it's don't know. Weird, right? Like, yeah. I I want to talk about that, but okay. I want to okay. Uh, so he gives the kids obviously. Uh, you think, oh, he's gonna give them the masks? Nope, he gives them shitty plastic masks. And I was like, oh, okay. So this obviously our protagonist. He's protecting his children. Nope, they already have the shitty masks, <laughs> the evil masks. Uh, is but, there but anything? Are... Do, do they mention? That he's a weekend dad. Uh, I mean, they at that point, very like, clearly say that he's a horrible dad, <laughs> like okay. the whole movie. Uh, yes, I'm talking about like at that point, because then he like grabs some nurses' asses and shit. And at that point, I'm like, fucking, you got wife and kids at home, man. Uh, how are you our protagonist? How am I supposed to like you? I don't know how they lay it out, but I very much felt the whole time that this was not a good relationship and they were not together. Okay. Because, like, then he gets the phone call of, like, you know, I'll pick him up and go trick-or-treating. Um, oh, no, he, he gets a phone call and he says, it's my ex-wife. And you're like, oh, okay, now it all makes sense. Uh, but up to that point, I don't I don't think they mention it. And I'm just like, how is this guy supposed to be our protagonist? I'm like, oh, they're trying to set up that he's a sex machine, apparently. He is. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, one of our suited men, uh, breaks into the hospital and does the finger poke of death. I, th- I thought, I thought at first that he was trying to like poke his eyes out. No. But instead he like lifts up his nose and then they say that he had crushed his skull. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that would be considered crushing your skull, I guess. It's the same death really it's, as the your nose strap. is just cartilage, man. Well, no, I think he like went all the way in between the two eye sockets and broke that apart and pulled it up. That's why he had well, to go you, in the eyes. Like, have you ever seen a skull? It's like all whole here. Like all your nose is, it's just cartilage. There's bone between your nose and your eye. There's like a big hole. There's not a hole between. If you put your fingers inside of your eye, squeezed until your fingers touched, you could not pull that straight out because there's bone. If you're talking your actual like eye socket. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I think he did is he went th- into the eyes, okay. touched his fingers together, okay. pulled up enough, and that would be breaking the skull. I guess. Don't know if that would kill you. It's the exact opposite as the leather strap in Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's like the stalactite to the stalagmite. Mm-hmm. These movies do have a lot of similarities and opposites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we so he is killed, and then the guy that killed him goes to the car and then dumps what is obviously not gasoline because it's mm-hmm. completely clear all over him. Yeah, but it's some is of it that flammable clear? water. No, it's green. Oh, didn't know that. It is. It's green. Is it always green? Is it or is it green because we dye it because it used to be clear in the eighties? I know that's exactly what I think it is. It probably was clear, um, and we dye it now so that we know because they also dye it different than like diesel, so you don't get confused if you've got different containers. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Diesel's red. Ooh, what what's kerosene? Don't know. Oh. The containers are supposed to be yellow. 
For kerosene? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know all these adult things that I don't, just don't know. That's because I'm a man. <laughs> I guess you've had like a house and like responsibilities longer than I have. Yeah. You know who probably knows more about that stuff than I do? Who? Fucking Jonathan Jans. Motherfucker. He's like, he's not the sexy, he's like good looking for a mechanic. Like you go in, you get your oil change and you'd be like, oh, that's a fine looking young man you know what he does he's a t te- he's a high school teacher so those girls are drooling all over him okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> why are we debating the attractiveness of this guy at this point equal opportunity man how, how often do we a- a- talk about the attractiveness or not attractiveness of of women in, i don't think nearly as much as we do guys no <laughs> Wait. Really? Really? I mean, I'll talk about Pierce Brosnan's chest till the <laughs> I turn blue in the face, but turn blue in the where? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sets himself on fire, and then we end up having Tom Adkins hook up with <clears throat> um, the man who's died's daughter, right? You skip the bar scene where we find out that Halloween is a movie in this universe. Halloween is a movie, which ensures that no way after this movie comes out that they can try to come up with a way to stick them together. Mm-hmm. Like they <laughs> no the hollow no it was a documentary <laughs> about it that just happened to star the same. Like Jamie Lee Curtis played herself in the documentary, yeah. and they didn't even just have it be a clip. They actually said like the the Halloween classic, yeah, Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they couldn't even have just had it be a shot, and it was a short homage. No, they laid out a hundred percent that it was a movie. What made them think? Okay, we want to do a Halloween anthology movie. Okay, so series. here's here. Why why co opt? This thing where two movies take place on the same night and have tight continuity so, all right, together. So he, here's what happened. They were like, hey, we are going to make a series that every year we're going to come out with a new horror movie on Halloween. It's going to be called Halloween. Good idea. So they made Halloween. Then they were like, all right, what are we going to do for number two? And they were like, look, this Mike Myers dude made so much money. Let's do another one. And then we'll get on track for this anthology thing. And they were like, all right, but you're really just one more of these and then we can start doing our anthology thing. Yeah, that's fine. So they did Halloween 2 with Michael Myers. And they're like, all right, well, we got that out of our system. Let's do this anthology thing. So they do the anthology thing. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Where did Mike Myers go? How did this thing happen? Why, Why is this happening? So I still don't think it was... The concept isn't bad at all. See, I thought they didn't come up with the concept till three. No, they came that's up with what it. The, that's what the angry video game nerd told me because I went back and I watched it. I don't think that that's abs- I don't think that's accurate I don't at know. all. I trust that both of you have extensive knowledge, and I don't know whom to trust at this point. Uh oh, better do some fact checking. Yep, I will have to do that off air. Because mm. um, every time I do it, try to do it on air, it is not fun <laughs> for anyone involved. <laughs> anyone uh so that's that's the story behind this but that's the thing is like they couldn't even retroactively do it like at least if they hadn't put that thing in there at the bar they could have twisted it so that the mask has something to do with it right yeah no they just completely sealed their fate that this is just the bizarre outlier on its own island Mm -hmm. in the series 
Hmm. I guess yeah, they could have. That that had been a, the the Captain Kirk mask had been a a silver shamrock mask. The they could have done something, you know, but yeah. they had to put that one scene. Like even if it was just incidental or a tiny little thing, but they <laughs> by doing that, man, they just completely made this, this bizarre thing. Yeah. Like imagine imagine your heartbreak if you are whatever year this is and you've watched and loved the first two Halloweens and you're like, I'm going to see a new Halloween movie. Woo. (laughs) The whole time you're watching this movie. Like at what point do you realize I'm not seeing Michael Myers show up? Like, yeah. Like who, even after the bar scene, who the fuck are all these dudes in suits? Even after this bar scene, you'd still be like, where are they going with this? This is because it's still pretty early in the movie. So you just think, Oh, Jamie Lee didn't want to come back. So, He's got to have new victims. So Yeah. Uh, but then you see the Halloween on the TV and you're like, is this going meta? Which I don't even know if it's a thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I know that word? Is that a thing? Uh, what did I just say? Did it make sense? It made sense to me. I don't know how, though. Uh, but uh, yeah. So the whole thing, I you, you see how it happens, but you also see how it was set up to fail so much from the beginning yeah um so we get our bar scene yes they hook up let's let's say let us be very clear this is five days after her mother her mother her father (laughs) i know i've had a traumatic week (laughs) you get to say nothing five days after her father was killed brutally this is probably the last man to ever see him alive that mm-hmm. is currently alive. Mm-hmm. Let's go on a road trip. <laughs> yeah. Let's be detectives. That I buy 100%. Mm-hmm. But when they get into the hotel room yeah. and she's all like, I need you in me. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> what about it that he is 20 years older? Has like was the last guy to see your father alive? The fact that you're in a dirty motel room together, like... I don't think he's particularly respectful about her situation either. Like, he kind of almost... Right before they fuck, he is like, so should I go sleep in the car or what? (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, very chivalrous. Yes. (laughs) Well, where would you like me to sleep? Uh, the, The sex scenes in this movie are... Basically, just him trying to breastfeed. Is there more than one? Because if there is, I blocked it out. Well, like they leans in and kisses, and I think it's like the equivalent of like going to the fireplace. And then there's the other one where she's like wearing a nightie. Yeah. So he's wearing the she's wearing the nightie, and basically he just suckles her for like thirty seconds yeah. on <laughs> while she like, just pets him. <laughs> Like he's a cat. That's, that's what. That's what fourth grade Russ thought sex was. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just laying on a woman and putting her booby in your mouth. Like, that's basically while she pets you. That's <laughs> uh, pretty accurate to what the sex scene is, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Apparently, Tom Adkins is a sex machine. Apparently. <laughs> I, okay. Was was he the one in... Has he been in other stuff we've seen? He's in Maniac Cop, bro. Uh, okay. 
He's super detective and maniac cop. Okay. And gets thrown out the window. Who's the old guy that like fucks the the woman like in front of the fire? That's like the stereotypical sex scene. That wasn't this guy, right? The old what movie? Dude, I don't remember. I just have a vague recollection of it's starting to come to me. No. No, it's gone. But like there's an old dude and I think an old lady. And, and this they is fucking you doing a fire. mental fact checking yeah. on Mike, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I remember uh, talking about it extensively on the podcast. So they they don't remember which one. So they're in this town um, of San Mira, Santa Mara, Santa Santa Mira, Mira Santa Mira, to uh, which is the same town. It's like a famous fictional sci-fi and horror town. Okay. This was the second time it was ever used. First one was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I think. Sure. To bring it all back to when I was talking about that randomly when we talked about nice. discs. Nice. So uh, this is the most Irish town ever. Uh, yeah. So it's Silver Shamrock and then like Dublin's restaurant and, and everything. Like everybody is living and dying on the fact that they are Irish in this town. Yes. It, is, it is a Spanish named town with shamrocks everywhere. <laughs> Uh, and the Silver Shamrock Novelty Company is apparently the uh, the the nucleus of this town. Yeah. Um. So they're there researching because he had just recently had a shipment that he was. He had an order. He about. he owned a shop. He had an order. He was going to go pick up. Uh, and when they're at the motel, they meet another lady who uh, is apparently a small town toy store owner or something from. Uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. By the way, it is. Let's be clear. It is the evening of the twenty eighth. Yes, and they're pick and they're picking. She's picking up orders of masks. Yes, she's a horrible. But there's lots and lots of poor business practices going on. Let's talk to- about uh, Buddy, who is by far the best businessman in this movie. Yes, who is like he wouldn't let me plan. He wouldn't. He wouldn't let me talk about orders for next year. You know how I like to plan ahead. Yeah, because it's the 28th. No wonder you're doing so fucking yes. well and at mm-hmm. the factory. Yes. Even and though they're nefarious purposes. Uh, yeah, you're planning ahead a year ahead yes. trying he's to stock already, up. He's already celebrating his season. It's the mm-hmm. 28th. He's pretty much done. He knows he's sold through his stock. Anything that he's got left over. It's gravy. Is, is, yeah, that's why he's sitting back and relaxing. He yeah. already did all the legwork the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he and wants, now he wants to start planning for next year. Yes. And he's getting mask blocked. Yeah, I would, I would hire him to work for me. Oh yeah, I mean he wouldn't because he owns his own business and is doing very well for himself. He is. Uh, I would invest in him. Yeah, he Rusty, however, not so much. Uh, he looked like, uh, was it Gustin or Gunther, whatever his dad from? Uh, I was going Char- to when you Willy said he looked like Factory? it clicked in my head, and I was like. I know where I'm going with this, and it was the same thing as you. Like you know, him his, and Buddy Hackett his, put together. His head was a little, he had more hair than uh, Augustus Glute's dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. When you started to yeah. say that, I was you, like, you put You put Buddy Hackett and that guy together, and it's a perfect match for this for this dude. Um, Tom Adkins had talked to- uh, And his name is Buddy. Hmm. Had talked to a homeless man that was talking shit about, uh, about Silver Shamrock. Yeah. And- uh, 
Which, by the way, they have super advanced technology, mm-hmm. like motorized cameras, and then they go into like RoboCop mode, and it looks really shitty. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's 1982. They think this looks good. My favorite part about them is that so they that we get our mask men. I'm sorry, our suited men. They're not masked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're mask men because they're selling mask. There you go. Uh, Bring it back to a couple of weeks ago. The movie Mask, starring Eric Stoltz, boom. Bring it back around. The Mask Two, starring Jamie Kennedy, who I hate. That you mean, Son of the Mask? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the men in suits are carrying flashlights for the sole reason, because remember they're robots, so presumably they can see okay without them because they mm-hmm. don't use them. The only time they mm-hmm. use them is for one split second to scare this homeless man so that a flashlight comes on and then he literally throws the flashlight away. So he carried this fucking flashlight (laughs) around to go click, click, and then threw it down after to draw attention to himself to scare this homeless man. Because his suited presence wasn't enough for the guy to go, huh, he, what? (laughs) Pew! Pew! Um... So uh, he scares him with that. Then we have uh, the woman who is not as good of a businesswoman because she's still trying to get her masks. Mm -hmm. She's fucking around with one of the masks and the little uh, uh, pin, the button, the circle thing. It falls off. Uh, It falls off and she starts fingering it. And then it laser shoots her face. And it like kills her face off. It turns her face into a prolapsed anus. Yes, it turns her face into one of the pits from either Dagon or Night of the Worm. It does, yes. Yeah. It's not and Night of the Worm. What is it called? Uh, Lair of the White Worm. Lair of the White Worm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so she's dead. And, this and then is, like a bug crawls out of her mouth. There's Yeah, there's bugs associated with this Which Marion was like, that looks like a potato bug. And I was like, that looks like a giant fucking scary ant. And if there are actually things that look like that that you recognize from growing up in California, I don't know that I want to be anywhere near there. <laughs> or you. Get out of my house. <laughs> um, so we get... Go ahead. Oh, God. I don't have anything. Uh, oh, okay, I do. So when we were t- when when Buddy was talking to, uh, we met Connell Cochran, who's mm-hmm. the owner in charge of this, right? Yeah. Uh, they reference that he's the number one seller, and then you get a spontaneous applause right. from everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Have you ever once been? We've talked about this, like with singing. Spontaneous okay. applauses don't happen either. This was very much, I think, like they're like, oh. Uh, our director said something nice. We should applaud. <laughs> uh, they also might all be robots. So I think. I don't think they're robots. I don't know who's a robot in this movie. It's true. Because I mean. <laughs> they didn't hire similar looking actors. They just hired anybody. Yes. So this is the most brilliant robot maker in the world. I was thinking about Because that. every single robot is like totally unique. Well, he says they're that. They're different heights. They're different. Uh, features, yes. color hair, everything. He could have saved himself. So that's why I'm saying he's a bad businessman. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons because later he tell, he's explains to Tom Atkins like the internal parts are no problem. It's the external that's really tough. And I'm like, that's because you made 50 <laughs> different ones. If you made one mold like you do your mask. Yeah. And You're, then just... You are 
apparently the biggest person in this industry, and you made three masks <laughs> for Halloween. You made three. Apparently, you're awesome because apparently, no matter what outfit a child was wearing, whatever they were trying to be, they just put that one mask of those three masks like. <laughs> They're, yeah, it went perfectly. They just they were dressed like a fairy, and then they have a pumpkin head. Yeah, <laughs> like, like this is totally the look I'm going for, Mom. <laughs> can we? All right, do you want to start talking? About, let, let's. Can we save the the economics for the end? Okay, can we do that. Okay. Uh, uh, so then he's like, "Well, uh, uh, let's take you on this tour that you have earned." And he was like, well, maybe the Smiths should come too, which is because they pose as a married couple of the Smiths. And uh, Dr. Dude is like, I don't know if we should, like, too privately to her. Mm-hmm. It's literally the whole fucking reason you <laughs> drove fucking <laughs> all night Stayed to in the come hotel. here to... No, hold on. I don't think that's why he went. <laughs> I don't know. He went for some of that sweet lactating. Maybe. But, but the whole pretense. Yes, there you go. Pretense. Is that you are investigating the death <laughs> of her father and you believe that this dude is up to some shit and was involved in that. Seems like the, a tour would be beneficial. Uh, you would think so, but he wants to get back to that fourth grade sexing. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, they end up sh- doing a uh, demonstration with Rusty. You, you're 12 steps ahead of where I want to be. Go ahead. I want to talk about I'm the sorry. Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. The wor- <laughs> the wor- <laughs> where uh, Buddy is like, uh, oh man, I had that as a kid. And it's like this really racist like Native American thing. And then he's like, you don't know him? You don't know him, man? He invented, like, it was like something, something sticky, paper. Sticky toilet paper. So, sticky toilet paper gag. And then he's like, oh, man, I had all of them. Blah, 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 blah. The dead dwarf gag. And I'm like, what? Did he just say dead dwarf gag? And then he just kept going as if that's three words you would put together ever in your life. I want to see the prequel. That's, that's Halloween uh, 3.5. Mm-hmm. Dead dwarf gag. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the uh, you know uh, Freddy versus Jason and Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. That's the season of the witch uh, versus Leprechaun merger. I like there. that a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll see if I can get the licensing for it. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's not hard. <laughs> Sci-fi is doing one. You said you had 20 things that you wanted to go between there. Uh, okay, so then they find her dad's car. And so, like, they definitely did some shit. There's a lot of bews around this time. <laughs> yes. Because they're, they're coming out of everywhere. There's, It's like, there's so many bews, it's like a Star Wars movie. Where you're just like, bew, <laughs> bew, bew. Uh, so, throughout this whole movie, he's been calling this lady in the lab. Mm-hmm. And who he might be fucking? Probably. He's yes. probably fucking everybody in the damn hospital. <laughs> uh, so after the, the they find the car, uh, they're like, we we need to get the fuck out of here or something. 
I don't remember. But he goes to the office and to call. Oh no, this is this is. I don't know. He goes to the office to call nine one oh because I don't remember. Whatever. Keep talking. He goes to the office to call the police. But I feel like because he goes to the room, leaves the room to go to the office to call the police. I feel like he's been calling this lady from his room. So literally they just separate her so that she can get kidnapped. But I'm pretty sure he's been calling the the lab. He's been using a phone in their room. And this time he just goes to the office to make a phone call. Uh, I don't recall those specifics. But yeah, they definitely just need to come up with a reason for her to be able to be abducted. Yeah. Uh, and she does. So he ends up himself getting abducted or taken hostage. Yeah, he runs around. Uh, he's like dug it behind shit. He like dives behind the world's smallest fence. <laughs> uh, and he ends up, uh, then we get your like Dr. Evil moment. Or like- he, yeah, because he sneaks into the factory through uh, like a window mm-hmm. that he definitely would not be able to get through. Um, but Connell Cochran, who is, is he human? Yeah. I think he's human, but he's some sort of a warlock or something. But he's obviously been planning this. I think he's just like Irish. Okay. Or Scottish. Is it bad that I don't, I, I'm assuming it's Irish. I would I would assume Irish. Because everyone else is Irish. I would yeah. assume he's Irish. Yep. Um, but he just starts explaining everything to Tom Atkins, who's just some doctor. He's explaining yep. to. Marianne was like, why is this happening also? And it. I figured it out. Okay. Sometimes when you're proud of stuff, you just want to tell someone about it. <laughs> he can literally tell nobody about it. So he just like, well, I captured this guy. There's no way he's going to get free. I just want to fucking explain to him how brilliant I am. Yeah. All these fucking robots around me are just lemmings. Like, yeah. I programmed them. They- I know you killed one and covered yourself in goo. Uh, when they die, they like spit up yellow, yellow baby food. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Which is also inside them. Uh, so he ends up explaining his plan, which is because it's the night of Samhain, Stonehenge. That's the explanation. Yeah. It. Let's, let's just uh, be clear. Today is Sunday, October 31st. It's mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to when, before he leaves, when he, he has the six packs of Miller Lite on top mm-hmm. of the payphone. He tells them, he tells his wife, or ex-wife, I'll be back to take the kids trick-or-treating. I'll be back on Monday. So is he going to take his fucking kids trick-or-treating on fucking November 1st? <laughs> uh, that might be a conscious thing to establish how bad of a daddy is that he doesn't I- know. I don't know. I don't give that move this movie that much credit. It it might not, but it if it if that's what it is, it's not bad. Yeah. In my con- world that I made that what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Uh, so explain this plan to me. So he Connell Cochran mm-hmm. stole a piece of Stonehenge. I think created, he stole all of Stonehenge. Created robots. And they only have one piece left. Okay created robots that maybe all of them are robots or maybe he has helpers that are 
taking tiny pieces of Stonehenge Mm -hmm. and implanting them with chips inside of masks. Because Stonehenge is just this uh, antenna for energy. And he's utilizing masks, which he has to set off via an electronic signal, having kids watch on TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, And not the masks themselves... But the little chips are what actually does this. Yes. And he's going to have everybody, as many kids as he can sell these to, watch this. I think the chips trigger the mask. Like the energy pulsates through the mask. So those two work together. Like vacuums onto the child's head and like basically the the fun happy jack-o'-lantern turns into like... Your jack-o'-lantern circa November 21st, mm-hmm. when it looks all sad and rotted. Yep. Yeah. And has snakes. And yeah, apparently Stonehenge makes snakes. That's the power. It has the power to make snakes. And roaches. And all sorts of... Anything creepy six or Six or eight-legged things. Or zero. Snakes have two legs? Four legs? No, they don't. They have back legs. like the little peripheral leftover remnants of them, but they don't, they're not considered that they have legs. They're legs. They're they actually aid insects. Did you? Uh, I think snakes, but definitely iguanas have two penises. Mm-hmm. You've told me, and they like smack them on a rock and put a paw down and yeah. fuck it. Yeah, it's it's a good thing they shed their skin because I'm sure there's a lot of penis skin left on that rock. Oh, there's got to be some chafage. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It's like, it's like so, an eighteen-year-old me, so <laughs> who was on like round seven for the day. It hurts so bad, but I'm going to keep going. Yep. Uh, so you want to kill as many people as possible because you're Connell Cochran. So. I'm assuming, giving him the benefit of the doubt, he has already had this business, right? Yes. He was a legit businessman, and then he decided to do this. He got into a field where he could enact this plan, but maybe he just created a plan so that's giving around the, his business. Giving it the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he did it around his business. Okay. And you presumably want to do that to as many people as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So you already brought up he only has three masks. Mm-hmm. But they're a craze. Like these are people are going nuts for these masks. So he's doing the something. advertising budget was pretty high on these, and I think they worked. So he's doing good because I still can't get the fucking song out of my head. <laughs> so he's he's doing that well. But if his goal is just to have as many as possible, why is he selling these? Couldn't he be giving these away, or couldn't he be? No, free stuff doesn't have value. Okay, couldn't he, on the same route of taking more or going uh, with more styles, mm-hmm. it doesn't just have to be these three masks, right? No, he's he's some he's a bad businessman that lives in a universe that allows his bad businessing to be make it a great business. Uh, and then not only that, but he has tons of it, this plan is ready to be enacted right now, right? And he still has people doing final processing on some of these masks. There's still... Apparently, there's still people outside the factory trying to buy them, so... 
But they, they still have cases. You saw how many cases of these masks they have and cases of just the chips laying around so for Tom Atkins to dump hundreds of them over the top of them. Yeah. Like, at that point, once it got that late, I would have my robots be running around handing those masks out by the time it got to the 31st, man. Yeah. Like, I, I get what you're saying about them not having value, but by the time that it gets to that point, it's like bread that's going to go stale. You might as well give it to somebody before the ducks get it. Or give it to ducks. Because it's fun to watch ducks eat bread. <laughs> it's, it's a chill time. Anyway, uh, none of this makes any sense to me. And I can't wrap my head around it. Am I missing a piece here? No, no. because it's just dumb. Yeah. This movie's dumb and bad. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, so does Tom, so Tom Atkins saves the day. So, so they, well, he uh, kills armor and go to when they cut to all the kids in mismatched okay. outfits. Uh, you do see Michael Myers, uh, like a kid in the clown outfit that Michael Myers mm-hmm. was wearing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice call. Yeah. And then like they cut to Arizona and there's another one. And I'm like, I think they just used the same kid, I the think- same four kids around different parts of LA and called it New York that's and exactly Phoenix they, and shit. Yep, that's exactly what they did. Which is of course what you do, but I don't know. Have seven outfits instead of four. Mm-hmm. But I guess they only had three masks. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so Tom Adkins, does he have any idea what he is doing that he destroys this facility? Does he get lucky? How does he put this together? First thing, first step, is there, I'm looking at these computers everywhere and I'm looking at this, I'm like, did computers ever really look like this? Because it looks impossible to discern anything, right? Well, he got lucky. And then he runs up and hits 12 random buttons. No, he hits the exact same three buttons and turns the exact same knob that he watched them do during the demonstration. I watched it was the same three buttons. Touche. Mm-hmm. Touche. Good for you. Yeah. Okay, so he watches Because it's a thing of all these buttons, and I'm like, he's going to have no idea what he's doing. Oh, he had the same three buttons, and then he turned the Navi thing. Good on you. <laughs> okay, never mind. So he knew about that part, because he was going to activate them. I don't think he knew about the fact that everything was in a circle, and Stonehenge is a circle, so it like enacted the power of Stonehenge, and so it says that was like a circle that radiated, and then Stonehenge, like the the one piece of rock that was left from Stonehenge started radiating and then Connell was in the middle. So he turned into like old dog poo. <laughs> Just the white crusty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did he know it was going to work out that way? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, and that's the other thing is this obviously negatively affected those people or robots, whatever they were. Yeah. And that didn't have a mask. So he, they could have been putting, the piece of Stonehenge. The, the motel lady didn't have a mask. Yeah, and it did her in. Isn't yeah. that a good thing? So that's my point. They didn't have to just be doing mask. They could have been putting this in cigarette containers, and then all of the... the, the it wasn't 1993 the, yet, though. All the housewives would be dead, too, not just the kids. Like, I don't know. There's nothing more evil than killing a child. It's true. So. And I do love that they kill Rusty in this. Like the yeah. children, or they watch Rusty die. Yeah, like his face melts into snakes. Mm-hmm. I like killing kids. Yeah, and then the snakes bite his dad. Yeah, isn't it, Buddy? Rusty. 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 I thought it was Buddy and Buddy Junior. Thought it was Buddy and Rusty. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. I'm gonna do this tiny bit of fact checking. Um, 
while you talk about the bad business practices again. <laughs> uh, so he, Tom Atkins escapes, uh, and he has to rush because he knows that this television commercial is going to be airing. Buddy and Little Buddy. I apologize. You better. This is your favorite Halloween movie. Come on. No difference between some kid named Rusty and fucking Little Buddy. <laughs> My buddy and me. Embarrassing myself. So he calls the president of TV. Well, you forgot the part where Ellie was kidnapped. He goes and rescues Ellie. (laughs) Ellie's a robot! (laughs) Uh, So he calls the president of TV. Yeah, so he winds up at the same gas station with the same underbite guy. Yes. Uh, And then three trick-or-treaters show up and like... And he lets them watch it. Yeah, just walks in... To his area, <laughs> turns on the TV. Hey, it's, ha- it's Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Uh, and he's just like, it's on the phone, yeah. And says, I, thought it, I, I don't know if, I think he was talking to cops. I don't, but they, all right, so you're a cop. Yeah. You're a cop. You believe that you have to get this television commercial turned off mm-hmm. or tons of innocent people are going to die. Who do you call to make that happen over the multiple channels? But he did say, I don't know, tell him it's a bomb or something. <laughs> so apparently he had this all thought out. Uh, but he manages to do it for like two channels, three yeah, he channels. Yeah, he does it to one. And then turn, the kid just like, whoop, fuck that. Turn to this channel. And they're like, it's Halloween. Please stand by. And so he turns to the other channel and just like, turn it off. Turn it off. Shut it off. Shut it off. Shut it off. Credits. Why did he not like kick the kid in the back of the head to tell him to get out of there and get the mask off? Like he didn't care about that kid. Uh, he was trying to save all kids. No. He was too busy trying to save all kids to save that one kid. <laughs> so, uh, I hate it. As much as this movie isn't terrible, the movie just stops. It doesn't end. It just stops. Uh, I think the ending is the best part of this movie. What are you talking about? Like, I get it. Evil wins. Like, he he died, but, like, his plan was enacted. Yeah. Sure. But, like, I don't know. I don't think that it was a good one of those. Hmm. Guess we'll have to agree to disagree here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm well aware of how stupid this movie is. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes zero sense, uh, but because of its absurdity. And it, t- it and here's the thing. This movie takes itself so seriously. Like, this movie feels like... This movie feels like a high school kid writing, like, poetry. Like, he really thinks that it's deep and it means oh, something. Oh, you mean us in high school? <laughs> he really thinks that it means something, that it's deep and you have something to say. Mm-hmm. And it is garbage that everyone else has seen and heard a thousand times over and knows that it is nothing but they're still going to be keep pushing it out because they have something different to do yeah um and i would choose halloween three over friday five uh i would choose friday five because just to be contrary better better nudity <laughs> only reason uh, and i like joey joey was fun joey was fun but he's dead yeah there's there's no Halloween 3 Season of the Witch has zero wrestling moves. There's no F-U slash A-A. 
Nothing. No. I don't know what FUAA is. Isn't your kid a big John Cena fan? Uh, I mean, we haven't watched wrestling in like five minutes. He, it's the attitude adjustment where he puts him on his shoulders. It's John Cena's finishing move. Okay. Puts him on his shoulders and then throws his legs over so he like oh, yeah. lands on his back. Yeah. We saw him do that to Kane through a table. Hmm. It's called the attitude adjustment. Oh. It used to be called the FU because he coined the term when he was uh, feuding with Brock Lesnar back when he was cool John Cena, who like had the word life and came out to thugonomics. And so Brock Lesnar had the F5, and he's like, well, you have the F5, I have the FU, because he had attitude. Mm. And then like he started to make a wish, and they were like, we need to make him a superhero. Uh, so I don't know wrestling at all, really, anymore. Um, and he, my son got into it for a little bit, and he liked him. Uh, so I'd like read about him. Mm-hmm. He seems like a genuinely really good dude. Like, uh, so I've been getting into wrestling tangentially because Marianne has been really getting into the show Total Bellas. Okay, I don't know which. What that is. So there was a show called Total Divas that took that was it was an, a reality show on E that followed a bunch of WWE divas in around in their personal lives. Well, like then John Cena started dating Nikki Bella and Daniel Bryan started dating Brie Bella and so they became the most interesting thing on that show and then they got their own spin-off from Total Divas called Total Bellas. I don't understand. It's These a reality are- show. So these are real life relationships. Yes. That also exist in wrestling world. They didn't exist in wrestling world for a long time, but then later they did. Okay. So real life is infiltrating the fake. But also, this is a, this is a fake reality show, like okay. a fake real reality show. Okay. Uh, so like, I. It would just she would be watching it and then it would be on and I would just be on my phone and like it's fucking John Cena talking about how he never wants to have kids and like I don't know uh, keeping secrets from Nikki and shit I don't know he seems like a good dude but also probably not a good dude when it comes to relationships he's my neighbor sure right yeah yeah all outward appearances point to him being a good dude yeah but he's done like more make a wishes by like 10 times than any other person behind him you know yeah that's yeah i think he's coming in on a thousand now because i remember he was 500 back when i was still watching wrestling yeah that's nuts yeah next week next week first movie we haven't done this in a while, so we're due. First movie. Ah. From director Sam Raimi, The Evil Dead. Uh, classic. I have seen this one, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. Uh, I feel like it was probably really scary. In what when 1984 or whenever it came out, I'm trying to look at the box, it doesn't say. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure it was probably really scary. Some of the effects haven't aged as well, and the I think 
maybe they were going for a little less camp than what actually seemingly retroactively exists now in it. I mean, it is kind of a comedy, right? But not a huge one. It is trying to be genuinely scary. We'll talk about it next week. All right. Uh, any idea what our second movie is going to be? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this is the, this is the other one that I've seen. Uh, I watched. I went to the theater and saw this, and averted my eyes at least once that I can remember. Ooh. So is your goal not to do it this time? Uh, sure. Yeah, because. I think I was told it wasn't as bad as I was making out in my head, but uh, we'll see. I guess there is a tree rape scene. Maybe this is campier than I think, because this is, I watched it back when I was still a pussy for horror. I am, you have made me less of a pussy for horror. So maybe I I will see more of the campiness in it. I know it goes full camp by the time it gets to Army of Darkness. Uh, but yeah, it was the, I don't know if I said it's the Evil Dead remake 2013, 2014. Yeah. And you haven't seen Evil Dead 2 or Army, or Army of Darkness. Yeah. Cool. Justin? Or Ash versus Evil or Ash versus the Evil Dead or whatever it's called. Yep. What else you got for us? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to do that, but I was going to, but it almost came out as boing. 